0: Story from Exodus today always amazes me. Here the Israelites are; they are out in the wilderness, they are wandering from place to place, and they don't have any water. And so, of course, they start to complain. They start to complain about Moses. Did God draw us out here? Did you lead us out here? Did we come out here into the desert in order to die of thirst? They were thirsty. They had seen the miracles. They had seen the plagues. They had been led out into the wilderness. They had gone through the Red Sea. They watched as the waters had piled up on either side and they walked across on dry land. They watched as Pharaoh's armies were drowned in the Dead Sea and did, as the song goes, the dead man float. They had seen these wonderful, miraculous signs. God had led them in a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. They had been in God's presence. They knew God was there. They knew God had led them. They had no question about the presence of God. And yet, they were thirsty. They were thirsty, and they were afraid. We are in the same boat. We have seen God working in our midst. We have seen the miracles in our lives. We have seen the amazing presence of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. We have experienced His healing touch. We have experienced His grace and peace. We have experienced His forgiveness. We know that God is real. We have experienced God's presence in Jesus and in each other. We know that Jesus is the God who heals us, who forgives us, who transforms us, who sanctifies us, and who carries us forward in life and into eternal life. And yet, like the Israelites in the wilderness, when we enter up in the wilderness and we don't know where our next drink is coming from, we too get afraid. We too begin to question. We too begin to complain. We too begin to whine to God and say, where are you and how will we drink? In the story of Jesus and the woman at the well, Jesus was there. The woman comes to draw water, and he has a conversation with her. It surprises her at first because Jews don't have conversations. They don't talk to Samaritans. Women, Samaritan in general, are considered people you stay away from in the Jewish community, and women as well. You just don't deal with them. And yet Jesus had no trouble talking with this woman and demanding something to drink. She was surprised. She questioned it. And Jesus' response was incredible. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The water that the Israelites got in the wilderness was just water. It came from the rock there at Horeb. It was a miraculous gift, but it was simply water. Water that quenched the thirst. Water that brought life. Water that kept them going. Just like the manna that flowed down from heaven was a gift of God's nourishment and food, so also the water from the rock at Horeb was nourishment, a quenching of thirst. But it was simply water, what Jesus offers is living water, eternal water, something that would quench our eternal thirst, the thirst that eats into us, the desire to know the presence of God, the desire to be in his presence, the desire to know the grace of God, the desire to share that grace with others, that thirsting for the presence of God. Jesus promises to quench that thirst because he is the living water. Moses struck the rock and water flowed from it. Jesus is our source of living water. He is our living water. No matter how thirsty you may be for God, no matter how thirsty you may be for His grace, no matter how thirsty you may be, know that in Christ Jesus, we have that which will quench any and every thirst. It's hard to remember what it's like to be thirsty. I've been thirsty. I've been thirsty for water, I've been thirsty for love, I've been thirsty for presence of friends and loved ones, I've been thirsty for my mother, my dad. I can remember this past week with my mother in the hospital how concerned I was for her and how afraid I was for her and how much I was thirsting for the presence of God in that moment. But especially in that moment as I was sitting in a waiting room waiting as they were doing the surgery on my mother. I found myself being thirsty for my dad I could feel it. it was palpable I wanted him to be sitting there so I could share with him and talk with him but more importantly so that I could hear him give me words of comfort in truth we all have moments of thirst for water or for things or for people but in those moments in our deepest, most hungering and thirsting moments, what we're thirsting for is not water. It's not even people. It's God. It's His grace. It is the living water that Jesus offers to us. In this time of uncertainty, in this time of concern over health, in this time in which we're going to have to be physically careful in our interactions with others, in this time when we're going to have to be watchful for those who have these pre-existing conditions, in this time of concern in our community, in our county, in our state, in our nation, and in this world, in this time of concern when we will have to be Uh, at arm's length or more from others, even from those we love at times, we have to be careful. In this time, we must remember that Jesus quenches every thirst. And that the church is not a building as beautiful as this sanctuary is. The church is not a building. I can remember as a kid in Sunday school class at Walnut Hill, I was taught the wonderful thing, you did this, you know, here's the church, excuse me, like this, here's the church and here's the steeple and you open the doors and there's all the people, remember that, yeah, guess what, this is not the church, the steeple isn't the church, the building isn't the church, it's all the people inside, that's the church, that's the body of Christ. It's all of the people inside and outside. It is the body of Christ, the community of faith, that's the church. And it's not just this community of faith that's the church. It's every community of faith in Jesus Christ that is the church. It's not because we worship that we're the church. It's not because we meet for meetings that we're the church, It's not because we do Bible study that we're the church. It's not because we go to Sunday School that we're the church. It's not because we sing hymns that we're the church. It's not because we give that we're the church. It's not just that because we take communion that we're the church. All of these things we do as the church but that's not doesn't make us the church. The Church we are the church because we belong to Christ. We are His children, his brothers and sisters, his family. We are the family of God, and that makes us the church. Worship and hymns and the study of Scripture and Holy Communion, all of these things strengthen us and help us to grow. They are means of grace that quench our thirst, but they are means of grace that connect us with the true quencher of every thirst, and that's Jesus, the living water the water of life. As we go through this week and through the coming weeks, remember that Jesus quenches our every thirst. Pray for each other. Lift each other up in prayer. Worship when and where you can with all the means and the technologies that we have. But most importantly, trust in God and drink deeply of the living water that Jesus has for you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and may God's people say,